the cover, the kids gather around in the living room of the Darren household. Glittering lights are hung all around the ceiling, mimicking stars, and the television on one wall shows nothing but static. The brociples, Rick and Montel, play Twister with Todd and Cooper Darren, while Piro delights Debbie Diabolus with a mimed box. William chats up Officer Darren, who is showing off a shiny new detective badge, and the Baroness is firmly planted face-first into a roast pan. Along the corners of the cover, we can see a fine grey mist made of thousands upon thousands of nanomachines. Issue 28. The Message. And welcome back! This is issue 28. Right? Dang. We're getting so close to our 30s. Big boost. Right. <laughs> so it's the new year. Welcome to 2020. And I want to start with Piro. Uh, because it's been a minute since we've seen Piro. Mm-hmm. And the last time we saw Piro, uh, they had hunkered down in a basically abandoned house, uh, gotten in touch with a bunch of different people, and gotten a couple of leads on things to maybe check out. Very and, important question. Yes. Why are there so many abandoned things in the city <laughs> that we are conveniently able to find? It's the export. They move them out of the city. Yeah. Okay. First, <laughs> first of all, this, 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 is an, this is an industrial revolutionary time where people are now working from home and there's less busy commutes to work. But this is an and, abandoned home. Yeah. And, and, and these are communities that are shifting to new areas, just like... New parks are being built, and so home values are increasing and decreasing different areas. It's a very simple city economic structure. People get evicted, too. Yeah. Uh, The answer is gentrification. Can this be our real enemy in this this campaign? Gentrification. I mean, who knows what we'll go by the end of the year. (laughs) It's a really interesting villain name. It's a brand new year. It's it's the sidekick of late-stage capitalism. Yes. Uh, Who Big Steel was also working for, as it turns out. Well... Sweat places. Yes. Right? Look, we, we do... partner, Big Pharma. <laughs> we do a lot of commentary in this podcast. <laughs> so, Piero. Hello. Yes. You had contacted a bunch of people, and I want to follow up on a couple of those things right quick. So, first off, Rick and Montel, the brociples, have been in contact uh, with you. And Todd is still nowhere to be found, and this has been, at this point, probably like a month, and they are very, very worried now, that said, they did tip you off onto a particular weird warehouse uh, that Todd might have been looking into. And question is, has Piro followed up on that yet, or are you waiting for the rest of the team? I think I'll wait for the rest of the team. Okay. What have you been doing for the last couple of weeks, then? So, I think after uh, my dad really shut me down in that phone call, uh-huh. it was hurtful. I think I'd probably be doing stuff, but like... Like, doing stuff around my parents, like, trying to, like, give them, like, like homemade bread or something like that, but trying not to be seen at the same time, like a Spider-Man type deal. Okay, so you're just trying to, like, leave things for them? Yeah, so they ah, know that I'm not okay. waiting too long. Oh. So it's probably not imaginary bread, it's real it's bread? It's real bread. Actual, how actual did you get bread. this actual bread? Um, imaginary heating elements. <laughs> so you cooked real bread with imaginary equipment. Yes. Or you can go to the farmer's market. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's fine. I'll buy it. <laughs> okay, so now mime an oven. You, do, Pre- you, twist, you twist the little knobs, and, We're then, not, and then you open the door. It's 425. We're not going to read too much into it. <laughs> too late. With imaginary yeast. <laughs> the bread is real. The bread is real. <laughs> that, okay, that's a little weird. 
that's perfect. Oh, jeez. Okay, I can loan you some yeast. <sighs> I got you, homie. So it's, it's even <laughs> better than normal bread because the cards are Yeah, it feels, it tastes Shoot it out of your fingers. It's like the best bread you've ever had. <laughs> There's oh, no nutrition. <laughs> that's real good. So speaking... Empty carbs. <laughs> so speaking of Darren, I actually want to circle around to Darren at this point. Uh, so a couple of things have happened in the Darren household <laughs> over these last couple of weeks. Uh, first and foremost, Officer Darren has actually gotten a promotion in the wake of this big steel collar. Oh, good. He had such a rough Crashing day. his car gave him a promotion? Well, he was there for the collar of big steel. He was the officer on scene. And despite oh. the fact that he nearly died in the attempt, you know what? I think that actually kind of helps. You're welcome, Officer Darren. Furthermore, his boss put him in for a promotion months before this happened. Because <laughs> he's been working in this position for a good four or five years. And he's been doing an excellent job. He has. He has. Does he also, like, save a bunch of orphans? <laughs> He did. He is, <laughs> he is Detective Darren now. Oh, So wow. he's moved oh, up a little bit. He's got a duration, too. That's a huge Detective bonk. Darren, right? That's, that's narrative safety is what that is. Uh, <laughs> he is still a copy liaison, um, but a lot of his work these days is kind of investigative rather than, like, street patrol like he was doing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to wear, like, the full-on uniform anymore. He just, like, wears, like, a suit with his little badge on it. Aww. Nice. He uh, looks so spiffy. And Is it a trench coat? It can be. It doesn't <laughs> have to, talk be. to I don't think he's a trench. I think he's more like uh, the really, really nice cardigan kind of guy. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Like, like, maybe like a turtleneck? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He just looks so all cozy right. all the time. That's so, good. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. That's real good. Uh, the other thing that's been happening in the Darren household <laughs> is that there has been the suggestion that maybe this is the right time to enroll Darren in high school. Uh, <laughs> Because, you know, you've been hanging out with your peer group, but you have been getting into a little bit of trouble lately. I can recommend a terrible high school. <laughs> oh, yes, because a police officer with a stay-at-home uh-huh. mom could totally afford your I'm high pretty school. sure you can get scholarships for whatever. Yeah, oh, are. yeah. I'm totally sure they offer like scholarship resources for mucus production. Uh-huh. For aliens? They absolutely would in this I'm city. I'm pretty sure 100%. I'm in public school. Judging by how private school teaches... Aliens in the United States, I sincerely doubt that. Oh. Yeah, calling out the school system for being racist. Yeah, it is. 2020 is full of hot takes. takes. <laughs> no, I'm into it. That's great. Uh, yeah, but I do think that they would want to enroll you in, like, a public school. Okay. Uh, so the question is, uh, first off, is Darren going along with this? Because you don't have to. This is just something that has been floated as a, you can, we, would, we think it would be good for you, mm. but... Choice is yours. <laughs> I need someone else in high school with me. Well, well, I, I'm conflicted because on the one hand, I do think Darren would be trying to adapt. Mm-hmm. And when in Rome, people that look at my stage of development would be in school. But on the other hand, I am trying to make penance to my planet, and I would worry this would be interfering with that purpose. Mm-hmm. So I think... If if Officer Darren thinks it's appropriate, I very much would like to follow yeah. in his suggestions. Yeah. So yes, and I would be tentatively in favor. Fantastic. Uh, so so with that, they do uh, enroll you for this coming year. So you haven't quite started yet, but they're going to show you around the school campus anyway. Okay. Just to kind of show you where you'll be going to school and maybe let you uh, meet some of your potential teachers and maybe some of your, your peer group. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You are enrolled in uh, Apex City Public School number 44. You have Crosstown Rivals at APS 22, because they're only half as good as you. <laughs> uh, 
Oh. Really? That's the kind of town this is. Damn you to uh. hell. <laughs> sure words were never spoken. <laughs> but speaking of that, meanwhile over at Kopi. Uh-huh. So, uh, obviously the Baroness has changed a little bit since, you know. Maybe. Uh, just yes. a little bit. That's been a minute. So it's been like a, it's been a few weeks since you have uh, taken your, your new punk aesthetic. Right. Uh, and a couple of things have been happening around Kopi, most notably. Mm-hmm. They have restarted the youth super team program. Oh. And uh, Static Jacques has been tapped to lead the field group. That makes sense. Uh, it does? Yeah. The only thing Static Jacques has successfully made is a ham sandwich. <laughs> he made that entire picnic lunch that you right? destroyed. <laughs> that was his grandma's blanket. <laughs> that is true. We did destroy his grandma's blanket. We. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mostly Darren. Mostly Darren. <laughs> So Static Shock is tapped to lead the field group uh-huh. uh, with uh, Olivia LaRange handling mission control. Okay. So the question for you is, you this is all voluntary. Uh-huh. Uh, has Jackie signed up for this, uh, realizing that it would probably take a little time away from your other group? I don't know. The group you haven't seen for months, apparently. Yeah. A couple of weeks. It's only how, a couple of weeks. Aside from Static Jock, how many people from my last Kopi Junior Supergroup are still there? Very few. Okay, very, very few, few of them are still there. Yeah. A couple of them have kind of like aged out of the system. Yeah, um, a couple of them are just not so much interested in, you know, the superheroing lifestyle at this point. So there's probably a couple of familiar faces, but not many. So is this a thing where they're they're sending invites or that you're you're supposed to sign up for and there's like tryouts or like how does this work? Uh, it's it's closer to the second where okay. there's like this is a program that's happening. If you're interested, you sign up here and we okay. can evaluate, you know, where you're at. If LaRoy or someone is going to come to me and say, hey, you should do this, then I'd probably grudgingly do it, but I'm not going to sign up for it under no, my own volition. I, I think I think LaRoy would probably ask you if you are interested, but she's not like trying to force anything on you. Then yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> In the last couple of weeks uh, at the Infernus household, so uh, Eric is out of critical condition and in physical therapy, and he is uh, tackling that like a champ. Has he had, like, skin grafts or anything? No, but it's, like, in that comic book sense where it's been a couple of weeks and he's got, like, burn scars, but he's not still, like, glistening and gross. Perfect. Right? Just that comic book kind of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he is, it looks like, determined to get himself into the best shape of his life. Uh, And he's also weirdly been a little more supportive of William in the last couple of weeks. Like, anytime Frederick is getting upset with you or, like, getting, like, short-tempered, he'll kind of, like, step in the middle of that. To kind of deflect away from you. Okay. How's William been handling this? William is fine with this. Okay. Does it feel nice to have someone in your corner? I mean, yeah, but also, uh, more than anything, I mostly just uh, feel sorry for <laughs> So Eric. it's pity. It's part saying. pity and part, like, maybe we have some sort of uh, mutual understanding of each other. Right? At this point. Maybe you're both bonding over the fact that you have a terrible dad. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that kind of mutual bonding, uh, towards the towards the beginning of the new year, Eric does kind of approach William with a... I don't know if I want to call this like, a, like an offer or a request, but he's got a plan. So remember way back uh, when you guys fought a crazy deadly ninja on a bridge... 
Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 mm-hmm. one of the few things that you actually accomplished out of that fight was capturing that guy mm-hmm. and destroying said bridge. And destroying said bridge. That's I didn't count that as an accomplishment, but you know, anything is an accomplishment if you think of it positively. More, right? more of a collateral damage. Sort of thing. <laughs> it's a collateral accomplishment. Yeah, it's a collateral <laughs> accomplishment. Uh, Eric has a plan to break Nightshade out of jail, and he would like your help with that. So, question is: Is William on board for that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> what? Nice. Interesting. Interesting. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so with that, that's been your last couple of weeks. Uh, I want to kind of come in right at the top of the new year. Are you getting together for any kind of a New Year's thing? Because it's been a little bit since you've all seen each other. Huh. How do we get this group back together? I think I would understand New Year's of the old year coming to a close and the new year beginning to be the similar process of fall of all everything dying and being reborn Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i would be preparing for that (laughs) (laughs) may the new shoots of hope come up soon through the snow (laughs) we could use some we could use some and follow my friends as we all go forth into a new phase of our lives does this involve you sending out invitations or anything (laughs) happy everyone's dying day (laughs) yeah yeah that would be great uh, Officer uh, Detective Darren at this point uh, suggests maybe rebirth day. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a more positive spin to it. Yeah, <laughs> let's kill the new the, the old year. I'm really into the rebirth idea. I, I see is... other comic book companies have done that as well. And I think right? uh, it yeah. would work well here. 2019 is dead. It's all 2020 now. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So I actually like that idea, um, just to kind of follow up on Christina, is that as we're discussing this, maybe maybe Detective Darren uh, does have that idea that maybe we could send out invites and right. have a party. Oh, that sounds just, so you know, nice. At the Darren your, house, have right? All your friends That's what over. I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. You can he come sets to my room. He sets up the grill in the backyard. I mean, it's... it's he wears a goofy apron. It's very cold. <laughs> <laughs> he has to kiss the chef. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very cold out. Probably not in the backyard, but, you know... I guess that's right. We're in the north. And then everyone, because I know you know Todd and Cooper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but the other two don't. Well, we, I mean, they are at the museum, but I was I was a chappier yeah. one then. Yeah. So yeah. And I and serious. Yeah. And Piero and William were off doing their own things at that yeah, point. Exactly. So they, especially Piero. <gasps> and you can all meet Meredith. You could. She's so <laughs> nice. Okay, so I like that. I like that. Uh, question is, Piero, William, uh, is this the kind of thing that you would show up for at this point? Absolutely. I will not miss out on yeah, food. Yeah, no way. No way am I missing that. <laughs> and the other other question is, uh, A, are either of you bringing a date? <gasps> what? Bum, bum, bum. Can I bring Rick and Montel? Yes. <laughs> Just invite the bro cycle. Yes, over. absolutely. Yeah. My bros. No. What about you? Are you bringing a certain, a certain Debbie? <laughs> Would you say? A certain... <laughs> That's a lot of D alliteration in one house. Uh, Darren, Darren, Debbie. Sure. (laughs) I will ask Debbie if she wants to come with me to a rundown suburban neighborhood. You son of a (laughs) bitch. (laughs) Meredith keeps that house in impeccable condition. Yeah, I'm sure she does. It's, everything looks run down to me. Well, of course, everything looks kind of cold and distant to you when you grew up in a house with no love. But Correct. mine is uh, really That's very, kind of nice. very accurate. Oh. 2020, full of hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, Debbie is absolutely willing to go to this party with you. 
Uh, and she immediately runs off to get uh, to get dressed for this. What's she gonna wear? We'll find out at the party. Oh uh, snap! The Baroness, are you bringing anyone with you? <laughs> <laughs> the thought had crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will. Okay. Unless the invitation says that you're supposed to, I no. do not think I would. They just give you a plus one, so. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I, I fully understand the implications of that. So no, I would not. Okay. All right. But to be fair, Piro's bringing plus two. So yeah. Piro's basically using your plus one. Basically, yeah. Thanks, everybody. We get to the Darren household. I want to set scene here right quick. Uh, so Darren, is this a like a afternoon party? Is this a dinner party? Is this uh, supposed to be a like an overnight New Year's kind of thing? Not overnight. I don't think. It would be super appropriate for overnight. Sure. With so many people staying in the house with two young children still it's fair. in the facility. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's a please leave by 10 <laughs> New Year's party. So kind of like early evening sort of thing. Yeah, we're going to count 10 p.m. as midnight and then everyone gets to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to count down to 10 Yeah, t- count down to 10 and we're like, well, it's midnight somewhere. <laughs> True. Counts in the middle um, of the ocean. Apex is in the Midwest, so, you know, this could be like East Coast midnight. It's not really the Midwest anymore, is it? Mountain time? It doesn't matter. Let's just doesn't assume. It doesn't matter. You know what? This is an <laughs> AU. It is now. Uh, so let's start with the people who are already here. Uh, I think Detective Darren at this point uh, has a really hideous sweater, probably purple, yellow, uh, with like a garish green Christmas tree on it. Oh, hell yeah. I just none of the colors work together. Uh, What a stud muffin. (laughs) And probably, yes, the apron that says kiss the cook. And he and Meredith are in the kitchen, uh, you know, uh, cooking things for the rest of these people. Are they making a roast? You know what? They are now. Yes. Roast beast. Right? Roast beast. <laughs> what is, how is Darren preparing for this evening? I would have little pots of soil uh, around the house ready with new life to represent the coming new life of the new year. <laughs> I would um, have grown a whole bunch of vines and draped them across the house with a whole bunch of blossoms and they'd be like really cute. And I would do uh, those little paper cutouts, but I don't know how they quite work, so it's just a whole bunch of shredded paper. <laughs> like, like snowflakes! Just all over the place. Yeah. Nice. Are you wearing anything in particularly fancy for this particular evening? I don't think so. Okay. So it's our like normal Darren look? Yeah, I think I'd be wearing like, I would think my I would look kind of nicer. But I have something, like, underneath my clothes for when ten strikes. <laughs> nice. So I think I think the Baroness has been here before, so yeah. you know where this place is. It's going to be pretty easy for you to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's have the Baroness show up here. So first mm-hmm. off, have you, have you uh, gotten a fancy jacket for New Year's? <laughs> uh, I have not. I'm wearing my, my same leather jacket with my spikes poking through it. I like it. I like it because yeah. you are in porcupine mode now. Yes, I am. I'm in por- porcupine mode, apparently. Yes. I'm wearing a new hat, though. Ooh, tell me about this hat. <laughs> I, I just came up with this right now, so I don't know what kind of hat is. That's fine. We got a minute. <laughs> you can do, like, Sherlock Holmes cap because Darren's oh, gosh, detective, yes. so you can, like, show up, yes. like, out-detective him. That's <laughs> what it like is. Duck cap? I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing a deer, deer hunter cap. Oh. They call deer it. Stalker? Deer stalker. Deer yeah. stalker. That's, That's what they're called. That's good. Yes. Yes. So punk leather jacket with quills and a deer stalker hat. Yes. Into it. And a pipe. 
That's there's nothing in it, but I'm wearing. I have a pipe in my. Is mouth. this a bear-sized pipe or a person-sized pipe? Does it blow bubbles? When Do you they blow make bear-sized pipe? <laughs> I mean, this is a city full of superheroes. I'm sure you could they get one. They could. Um, I'm assuming this is not a bear-sized pipe. Just I'm assuming reg- I just found someone else's pipe. Wow. <laughs> just a regular <laughs> pipe that you stole from some poor Kobe. I was imagining you imagine. walking to our house <laughs> with this outfit and going, "Oh, there's a pipe on the ground." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's how it happened. That completes, that completes the look. So I've been picturing like a Perfect. big like iron pipe that you're <laughs> like, This is how a pipe works, right? Oh I've heard gosh. people smoke pipes, so. That is amazing. That is something I would find on the side of the road, though. I'm going to go with that, yeah. Okay. I just All have right. like a lead pipe in my mouth. <laughs> you saw it and you were like, this completes this my completes whole look. Yes. So I think uh, I think when you show up at the door and we hear like the doorbell ring. Oh, the doorbell! I got it. <laughs> you might want to never do that. <laughs> the audio is a little peaked. It's fine. Don't worry. About it. It's okay. <laughs> That'll come out in editing. <laughs> All right, I scream. I got it. <laughs> it was louder than that because the audio the first time I did it peaked. Audience members. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. <laughs> gonna edit all of the out. <laughs> Damn it. Nope, the leave it all in. I accidentally yelled too loud and I peeked out the audio. So just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Screamed. I'll get it. Thank you. <laughs> so we have Darren meeting the Baron at the door. <laughs> Are you bringing anything to this party or just yourself? If the invitation said to bring something, I don't think it's specified. I don't think. No, I did not. I think I would say bring yourselves. Then that's what I did. Bring your best New Year spirit. I did not bring that. (laughs) Oh, so sad. So we have the Baroness head in. Uh Uh, I think our next person to show up is probably going to be Piero. Okay. You've never been here before. I think. I think Rick and Montel would definitely have picked you up because you don't have actual transportation. What kind of car do they drive? So, okay. I'm going to give you two options here. Do they have a big, like, Scooby-Doo van? Or or do they drive, like, a Prius? I was thinking motorcycle with two sidecars. Scooby-Doo van for all their bros. Scooby-Doo van. All right, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, big Scooby-Doo van with, like, a wizard doing a kickflip on the side. Yes, Uh, so I think both Rick and Montel have dressed um, in sort of matching t-shirts with like the tuxedo front yeah. on them. Oh, that's thank you. Yes, uh, they've both they've both coordinated their outfits. Now they would have let Piero know what they were wearing. Sure. So did you match? Uh, fancy pants, fa- fancy black pants, and a real puffy shirt. Okay. Like the puffiest shirt. Perfect. No, I think that works. I think that's fantastic. Uh, so the three of you pull up outside of the Darren household. Uh, I think Rick gets out and gets the door for you uh, while Montel is, you know, parking on the side of the street. Street, And we have the doorbell once once more go off inside. Uh, (laughs) uh, So yeah, you go to answer the door. Yeah, the patter of feet. (laughs) And uh, Piero uh, is there with two of the bro-siples, Rick and Montel, who I think you've seen in the park, but I don't know that you've ever met them. Were they at the museum. They probably were. They probably were, but did not. Yeah. I was not introduced because I no. took Todd Roman and Todd and Cooper right. to Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah. So you probably haven't actually been 
officially introduced to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think they have brought probably a nice bouquet of flowers just for the household. Mm-hmm. Aww. Uh, Welcome, strangers. Come into my home. So they'll, they'll come in with Piro. I think at that point, let's get over to William and Debbie. Given that this is, of course, the, the home of Detective Darren. Yes. Have we met Debbie? Mm-mm. You have not. No, no, none, you have never, none of you have ever met Debbie. Nope. Nope. So you have not. Right? I don't think we've met her. Mm-hmm. No. No. Debbie uh, has gone with a bright fuchsia, like, pantsuit and vest kind of combo. Oh, hell yeah. It's very colorful. Uh, and I think she's got, like, a black rose just, like, in her hair. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's dramatic. she's that kind of person. Oh, dear. How has William dressed up for this? Tux. <laughs> just a tux. Top hat. White tie. Tails. The whole thing. The whole thing. You two cut a striking cut. <laughs> the thing is, I think you only said that so that we would not dress you again. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I cannot risk this happening anymore. Don't worry. Look, look, it's a new year. The next dress by committee is Piro. Oh, yeah. 20, 2020 is the year of dressing Piro by committee. <laughs> Barty drops you off in the limo uh, with instructions to pick you back up promptly at 10 p.m. Uh, Can't be out too late. Right? You have a curfew. And uh, you and Debbie uh, head up towards the Darren household, so neither of you have ever been here before. And did you, William, bring anything? Uh, a gift for your hosts or anything like that? We'll go with the old standard, bring another plate full of caviar. Oh. <laughs> did you also like steal one... this one as well? No, I can pay for things That's now. Right. You're, it's you're much with, better. You're back with your parents. <laughs> Uh, is this like on the big silver tray with the dough? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Fantastic. As fancy as possible. Uh, so we get inside as people are kind of, you know, milling around, chatting. Uh, I think the bro-siples are uh, talking, because they know you. You played Ultimate Frisbee Yes, with we them. did play Ultimate with them. Rick is probably, like, talking with the Baroness, and Montel has gone into the kitchen to see if he can help out with anything. Um, Consider it gross. And we get a, another ring of the doorbell. Uh, <laughs> So, so Darren, you go to open the door. It is your good friend William, uh, and a striking young lady. Uh, you brought a flower. Yes, this is uh, my. Uh, this De- is Debbie. Debbie just kind of looks at you expectantly when you she say "hi." Uh, <laughs> living with my family temporarily due to extenuating circumstances. I think uh, Debbie reaches out to like shake your hand in that like very delicate, like almost aristocratic mm-hmm. kind of manner. You uh, are a beautiful bloom. So are you. It is so nice to. You are just adorable. <gasps> I would be blushing yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and Debbie looks over and says, "William, you didn't tell me your friend was so cute." It never came up. Uh, <laughs> I think Debbie sees herself into the house. We have a lot of people in the same place for the first ever time. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone that you want to get to know better? Debbie. You want to talk to Debbie? Yes. Okay. So, are you actually talking to Debbie? No, I'm just going to stare at her. You're just going to stare at <laughs> I'm just going to stare at her. <laughs> are you trying to figure Debbie out, maybe? Or no, I'm just... Uh, you're just, like, entranced this, by yes, this? entranced <laughs> is the perfect word. Thank you. I lean over to Debbie. That's the mime. Well, not even a name. And Debbie kind of kind of nods at you and goes, "They are really quiet." That's kind of the shtick, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of how mimes work. Do they do that thing with like the boxes? Losing some points for me. Hey, Piro, you want to do a box thing? Yeah, I'll do a box. I box, box. 
You can yeah. do shadow boxing. Yeah, and I like press my face against it too. Did you make an actual box or do you do the mime? Yeah. I'm in the box. But is, I, is, it, is, it, is it projected? Are you box? doing a psychic construct yes. or are you just constructing yes. 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 a box? I don't think I cannot, so yes. Okay. Uh, cool. So yeah, you construct a box around yourself, and uh, I think Debbie is very interested in this. She's like trying to push back against the box at you. It's so like fun. you're so good. Usually, I go like, like right through these things. Most bombs don't make them solid. Wow, I, I I take a bow. She's like, hold on, hold on, and she takes like a blanket off the couch and throws it over the box. <laughs> takes like a, a picture. Wow. Then she gets and take like a selfie. Wow. She's like, I'm gonna post this on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, great. Thumbs up. The Baroness. Is there anyone you would like to get to know? I feel like I'm not seeking anyone out at okay. the moment. You're just being a little surly off I the am de- I'm definitely sitting in the corner. I'm watching everything that goes on. Okay. Debbie has already lost a few points <laughs> in my, based on uh, her reaction with Piero. So I'm, I'm definitely judging her silently from the corner. Okay. But, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people that come over. I'm, I'm not okay. being unfriendly, but I'm okay. not seeking anyone well, out. Well, let's put that in, in a different way. Sure. Uh, is there anyone that you would want to come over to have, like, a oh. conversation with? Like, not actively seeking out, but, like... Sure, sure. What's that little scene with the Baroness at this party? The little scene. Yeah. What is my little scene? Come back to me. I okay. Think about it. All right. William. Oh, or sorry, Debbie. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say um, that I would be having a whole bunch of uh, normal-looking games that I think are appropriate because Todd and Cooper helped me pick out the games. Okay. Um, so we would have uh, Twister and, yes, <laughs> which is the superior party game. The best. The best party game, everyone. Um, and I would have to uh, be sitting it for the first time, so I'd be pay- playing it with the disciples, Todd and Cooper, but they would have to be teaching me rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first because they never played rock, paper, scissors before. So they're explaining to me the concept of rock beats scissors. <laughs> and scissors beat paper. paper. That one makes sense. But yes. scissors are made of metal, so like rock's really bad at, at, at beating scissors. Like how does that even so work? So how does, why does paper beat rock? Because uh, you can cover the rock with the paper. But that does not defeat the but rock. It just rock. now now it's just a present. <laughs> now it's just a rock, rock that's a present. But it's just if you hit the rock with something, it hits paper. Instead. Yeah, if you hit paper with a rock, it just, it goes, just goes through right the paper. Through, yeah. yeah, paper feels like the losing situation. I think, no I think Rick what. and Montel, now that you've articulated this, yes. are in your corner. Yeah, thank um, you so much. They're right? such good night. They're like, okay, so so scissors should definitely be paper because scissors can cut paper. Yes. And rock should be paper because rock can go through paper. paper, right? Yeah. So the only thing, the only so paper could be paper. Yeah, but maybe maybe sense. we can introduce a new element like water because water can beat rock because it will erode the rock. Okay, so like, and they would make like a wavy motion with their yeah, hands. Yeah, and you can float a little like boat on it, so water would be losing the paper. Anyway, that would be my corner. So, <laughs> that would be what was happening at my end of the party. <laughs> so we haven't even gotten to the twister. We're <laughs> yeah. just trying to rework I've been standing with, like, two drinks in my hand halfway uh-huh. in the middle of the room just, like, listening to this. My head is, like, cocked slightly <laughs> sideways, just getting more and more confused. Like, what? Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. Right. At that point, William, is there anyone you need to get to know better? I can go... Congratulate Detective Darren on his promotion. Yeah, yeah, he is very appreciative of this, uh, and also he thanks you for you know saving his life a couple of weeks ago. No problem. Because uh, he was like, yeah, I saw that rocket coming, I saw my car starting to flip, and I was just like making out my will in my head at that point. So uh, he is very, uh, you know, very happy that you managed to show up. 
Uh, and he will, uh, if you want, uh, because he, if you want, uh, this roast is about to come out of the oven, if you would like to do the honors carving it. Wow. That is, sure, I can do that. That's, you know, domestic suburban dad, you know, highest honors, right? The Grinch can carve the roast beast, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, the Baroness, have you figured out someone that you would like to interact with? Probably Todd and Cooper, since I've sort of met them before. That's true. Uh, and they are very curious about your change in appearance, uh, because uh, we've got spikes now. Right. And as, like, eight to nine-year-old boys, spikes are cool. Of course they are. Uh, so they are very interested in how that happened and how they could get their own spikes. Ah. So, yeah, I'm definitely telling them about cybernetic enhancement at this point. And it's going way over their head. Yeah, they have no idea what you're saying, but they're very into you saying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like drawing them pictures or something. Nice. Nice. Uh, So eventually we get down to about nine o'clock this evening. And as has happened since uh, we established that we're we're going for East Coast time for this particular (laughs) midnight, we've got uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve. Uh, up on the up on the TV with uh, so Dick Clark in this timeline retired uh, <laughs> like like ten years ago. What a tragedy! He's still around, but he's taking some him time. Okay. So this is New Year's Rock and Eve with someone named Stellar. Stellar predates Evergreen as a pop star hero. Uh, she was back in the '90s. She got real real big, and as we get to about nine o'clock uh, or you know about eleven o'clock their time. The feed cuts, and the screen goes kind of like staticky for a couple of seconds, mm-hmm. uh, and then cuts back in. But Stellar has been replaced with Dick Clark, and no one really seems to notice that anything has happened, just quite yet. What? I want to go. I want to go back around one more time uh-huh. uh, after that that particular skip. So Darren, uh, I think at this point. People have kind of, like, eaten a little bit. You know, we've probably had dinner going on throughout the course of this party. And I think probably uh, Debbie at this point has come over to, like, maybe talk, uh, you know, fashion with you. Because Debbie is a big fan of your, like, whole aesthetic. Uh, she, she loves, like, the flowers and the pink and, like, the big colors. Oh, marry her! She's delightful! Uh, How old am I again? You're the oldest one here, I think. No, I'm not. Piero is the oldest one here. Piero dropped out of college. Oh, that's right. But you were in college age. No. No. I'm like 17, maybe Maybe. 18. Maybe 17 at this point, because you were, I think you were like a sophomore in high school. Something like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that. No, no, that's fine, that's fine. Okay. It's good to reiterate these things occasionally. (laughs) I forget how old we are. You're all teenagers. (laughs) High school age teenagers, except for Piero, who dropped out of college. Yeah. Just disappeared. Freshman year. Yeah. So I think we get that kind of scene uh, with Debbie, like, maybe, like, exchanging her, like, uh, flower for one of your flowers and, like, doing, like, a little flower exchange. Um, oh, Debbie. And we get over to uh, to the Baroness, mm-hmm. uh, which I think Meredith has come over. And she's talking to you about uh, how uh, Darren is enrolled in school for this year. And she's asking if you have ever attended a public school or, like, what is your what is your educational background? Uh, I'm a bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, technically I'm also in school. I kind of haven't been in a while. Yeah, things got busy. I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. People are probably missing me there. <laughs> well, uh, 
APS 44 is a very um, well-equipped public school. Uh, it's definitely one of the ones that is explicitly set up to handle people with superpowers. Because uh-huh. a lot of these public schools are, like, you know, inclusive enough that, like, people can't. But a lot of them are not going to have bear-sized facilities. That's, yeah. But uh, 44 is set up for that sort of thing. Is that where I was enrolled before? I can't remember which public school number I was in. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. All right, then. Uh, but basically, Meredith is kind of talking to you about high school. Got it. Okay. Uh, over over to Kiro. Uh, I think Todd and Cooper, the uh, the Darren children, yes. are very into your miming shenanigans, and they will literally believe anything you tell them. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of good for you too. Yeah, this is real fun. So you can be like, "This is a dog," and there's a dog there. <laughs> you don't even have to like mime anything. Wow. Uh, what are you miming for them at this point? Balloon animals. Balloon animals. Yes. Do they actually move? Yes. Okay, so sentient balloon animals. Yes. Nice. And uh, William, the, the brosciples at this point, um, are kind of like comparing tuxedos with you because they've got like the faux tuxedo shirts and you've got like the actual tuxedo. Uh, so they're very interested in like, you know, where they could get one of those maybe. Yeah, the proper cuts for what, for what yeah. uh, events. What is, is one of them remotely close to my size? They, neither of them skips leg day. Okay, they're not remotely <laughs> close to my size. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Otherwise, I was gonna let one of them try on my jacket, but that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be like they get like half their arms in, and then it's obviously too small. You were an Italian cut, obviously, for your ten- more slender. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am. I will uh, give them advice on uh, the uh, my family tailor and tell them they should drop my name if they ever go in there, and they can be taken care of. Nice. Uh, so at that point, we get uh, just a few a few moments away from uh, fake midnight, and we see the uh, the television screen kind of like static out again, and now we're back to Stellar Town. But like the color scheme is different than it was last time. So like where it was like very bright and like yellows and blues, and like now it's more like purples and like reds. So it's still like happy colors, but they're different and. As the ball kind of drops, first off, Debbie is obviously going to go for the smooch. William, William, are you going to allow this? Are you into it? She will not be into non-consensual smooching. Exactly. Yeah. Because she's going to lean in for it, but that last 10% is you. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen to you. Okay. No. Oh. Wow. Push your forehead away. <laughs> it's getting denied. Oh, poor Debbie. Oh. Poor Debbie. Ouch. And I think I think we've got the scene where each of the brosciples just like uh, one one of Piero's cheeks. <laughs> uh, I love that. That's so sweet. I love it. It's it's all very like uh, uh, very adorable. I am making out with the remains of the roast. There, this is a face first into the roast pan. That's good. That's real good. I would be grabbing Todd and Cooper and grabbing them quick smooches on their cheeks. Aww, oh, that's those. good. Uh, and of course, we've got uh, Meredith and Detective Darren uh, having uh-huh. having their kiss, kind of like in the doorway of the kitchen. Uh-huh. The uh, the television that's got this like one second uh, after midnight blinks off one more time, and we can see in the screen a a very different scene. It's like a a CCTV kind of feed of downtown Apex City, but it's very very different than you remember it. So you've got that view kind of up the square towards the Heron building, which is usually like this big, pristine group of five buildings that are all kind of connected together. Uh, And in this view, first off, 
there is just this fine gray like dust that is floating across the screen. Uh, three of the towers are in obvious disrepair, like they're just windows broken. Uh, a couple of the connecting bridges have collapsed. One of them is just gone entirely. And all of the surrounding buildings are in various stages of collapse or damage. And you can you can see the form of someone in the screen, but there's a lot of static over their face. You can't actually make out who it is. Uh, but the, the caption bubble says, And then it just cuts out. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of curfews, broken hearts, and fuchsia pantsuits. Give it all your support. You won't regret it. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Twitter at 1-800-TOD. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at brant.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.